Hello, and welcome to Queen Bees, where two 80s babies that drink, curse, and tell it like it is are here to inspire, encourage, and empower others. No candy coating here, with the occasional cursing and lots of laughs. I am Tina, and I like white rum, true crime, and a good time. I'm Lisa, and I love riding my Harley, traveling the world, and a damn cold drink in my hand. All right, let's get into it. We'll be talking about date night, time together, and keeping your marriage alive. Because keeping your marriage alive is important. And sometimes a challenge. Throw in kids, full-time jobs, friends, extended family, finances, and anything else you can think of. And life can seem to get in the way of your marriage. Now, I know people are going to say that your children are only with you for a short period of time and that you should enjoy them as much as you can while you can, which I do not disagree with, but hear us out. You are with your partner for much longer than your children are with you in your home as children. So if you do not nurture your marriage, even while your children are children, then When the children are gone, you will not have a marriage or a healthy one that is meant to be spent together for the rest of your lives. You have to make time to nurture your marriage by spending time together as husband and wife, no matter what is going on in your lives. Lisa, before you guys got married and were dating, Or even at the beginning of your marriage, before you had kids, what was your dating schedule or how did it play out in that season of your life? I would say definitely dinner dates, movie dates, even just um, going out with friends, whether it was ice fishing for a weekend or... Um, going out of town for a weekend to travel and do something, whether that was, you know, getting a hotel and, um, you know, enjoying the pool or a hot tub, things like that. Or was we in something that like weekly, monthly, or did it depend on your guys's work schedule? Did you find it was easier to do those things before kids? Oh, gosh, yeah. Way easier to do those things before kids. It was kind of no set schedule in any way. It was more just on a whim. Like, we came home, neither of us wanted to cook dinner. Let's go to dinner together. Some things were planned, especially when it was like a group event or things like that. But for the most part, it was kind of just, oh, there's this new movie out I want to see. Let's just go see it. Right. When Tim and I first got together, now I did have Skylar already, but... It still wasn't very hard to schedule out date nights because my mother-in-law loved taking her and was so excited to have a grandbaby. So our dating life to early married life, even with just one child, was still pretty similar. You know, went out with friends quite often, the ice fishing, and were able to go and do a lot of things. I didn't really notice any major changes or shifts in our time together as a married couple until after having two and then the third child. It really did put a cramp in it. 
I feel the same way when we had our first son, Hunter. We still went and did a lot of stuff. Like, we'd pack up. We'd still go fishing for the weekend. We even slept out at the ice shack a couple times. Um, I'd say movies were probably something that we didn't go do as much. Um, but I feel like, on the flip side, we just rent movies a little more. Which I really enjoy renting a movie more than going to the movie theater. But I'm a huge homebody myself. I love movie theater popcorn, so I really like going there. But with that being said, depending on the movie and other people in the movie theater, sometimes I do find, you know, if people are checking their phones and there's like bright lights going on or a bunch of teenagers that are like goofing around, it's annoying. And I can honestly say I have been to a few movies that were too loud where it was like, oh my God, we need to turn the volume down just a little bit. It's starting to hurt my ears. Yeah. So that is a benefit to being at home. True that. So after your second child, how did your schedule shift? Like, how did, what I mean is, like, how did you change up your schedule so that you and your husband still have quality time together and keeping things nurtured? So I would say when my first, after my first son was born, maybe about, like, six, he was maybe six months or so, we actually switched things up because I started working evenings and he started or continued to work days because daycare was just too expensive. And at that time was when gas went to like almost $4 a gallon and I worked like 30 minutes from our house. So between gas and daycare, I literally wasn't making any money. So I switched to working evenings and that was kind of the start of us having to sort of get some kind of schedule for if we wanted to spend time together. And then once our second child was born, our daughter Avery, we basically just said Sundays are family days and there really weren't wasn't time for him and I to do like date nights for a while. It was just not feasible with me working evenings, him working days. And my only for sure day off during the week was Sundays. And same for him, because he had a Monday through Friday job. So it got really hard, and honestly, we just always made sure Sundays were family day. And if we wanted to do a date night, it would be something that had to be completely planned out where we'd find a babysitter and be like, this is what we're going to do. This is how long we're going to be gone. It was definitely a scheduled thing after that. Well, my husband worked swing shift, and he would be off, say, like Tuesday, Wednesday during the week this week. Then he'd work seven days in a row, and then the next week he'd have off Thursday, Friday, and then next week he'd have the weekend off. So along with his work schedule and having three kids, we went plenty of years where we probably went on a total of three dates in the entire year. And they were, you know, something planned out. It did put a huge strain on our marriage, not having that quality me time together with each other. We became irritable and fighting and nitpicking. And then my, we would be mad at the kids for taking up all of our time or mad at work or friends. And then it just became a huge cluster ball that we needed to figure out where we needed to make a change and actually dedicate time and energy to 
nurturing our marriage. Because like I said, yes, you have kids. They live with you for 18 to 30 years, depending on how many kids you have and how they're spaced out between ages. But you're with your partner till death do you part. So you could be with your partner for 50 to 70 years and you need to be nurturing that so that after the kids are gone, you know how to still communicate with each other, spend time with each other and have fun with each other. Or you pretty much just have a roommate that you don't talk to. Right. And I had similar experiences as as what you're saying. I feel like there was definitely times where I just felt like a roommate or even a maid just cleaning up after everybody all the time and not like necessarily somebody's wife. And we kind of had to figure out what we needed to do to make things better in that manner. And we did start um, like a movie night sort of thing. So sometimes it would be something we would watch with the kids, but especially when they were younger and they would go to bed a little earlier, like, you know, you put them to bed for the night at like seven, seven thirty. Yeah. We would watch either an episode on TV or a movie that we both were really into that may or may not have necessarily been kid appropriate. Like, let's say it's a rated R movie with some violence. Well, I'm not going to let my three-year-old watch, you know, an axe murderer show. So we would watch shows like that when we knew the kids were sleeping. And that was kind of our time. We'd snuggle up on the couch, whether we had popcorn or ice cream or whatever it might be, and just kind of watch something that we were both into together. That's what we started doing too, was just putting the kids bed to, if I could talk, clearly my wine's starting to kick in. Mm -mm. Put the kids to bed a little earlier than normal, and then we'd pick out a show or a movie to watch. And after getting in the routine of that and spending more time together, then it moved into a, well, since we can't really go out anywhere because we either don't have enough funds to actually go drop $100 at a restaurant or a movie theater, let's go spend forty dollars at the grocery store and buy a really nice steak and some shrimp and whatever else or even make some chicken alfredo and we would have date night out on the patio and tell the kids that they needed to stay in the house and not bother us or in the winter time when the ice shack is here we would have date night in there we'd light up the wood stove get it cranking up to a nice warm temperature when you can cook on the cook stove as you know and we would just have date night in there, which is still at the house, but in a separate location away from the kids, which didn't start out all that great. I mean, you're out there trying to eat dinner and spend time together, and of course they're going to come out, Mom, Dad, right. and you're like, you have to stay in the house. So it did take a while for them to really understand that when we are on date night in the backyard, that they have to leave us alone. The only time that they can come out there and bother us with something is if someone has lost a limb and we need to go to the emergency room. Right. There better be blood or someone better be dying. Yes. <laughs> so what do you do now to keep your marriage alive? Do you have date night every week, once a month? Is it planned? Is it not planned? That your kids are between the ages of 
8 and 11. Well, almost 11 and two more days. Now that they're a little older, I would say it's gotten a little bit easier to go and do things, especially because our oldest is able to stay home alone for a little bit, not for long periods of time, but a little bit here and a little bit there. So if I just have to run out and take care of something, um, I'm comfortable with leaving him home. Um, so that kind of frees up a little bit of time in the sense of like when I used to have to wait to run errands or do things. Now I can get a few things done here and there during the day if, you know, if I'm off work. So let's say it's a Saturday or something, get some stuff done during the day. I don't have to take them. I get it done way faster. And then that evening I have more free time available to spend with my husband. Whether that's us staying home, going out for just a drink or two, or dinner, or a movie, which obviously with COVID is still kind of hard to do movies. Some of them aren't even open yet. I wish they would come back with the drive-in Oh my God, yes, that would be amazing. We'll be right back after a brief message about our sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Speaking of movies, what we will do is have a movie night in our room. The kids have to just leave us alone. We'll rent a movie. We'll pop some popcorn. We'll get underneath the cubbies and all snuggled up. There's creative things that you can do that don't actually involve leaving your house it does take time for your kids to understand about leaving you alone and leaving you be and uninterrupted so that you guys can spend time together I think that kind of overlaps with the whole finding time for yourself as well as a mom and a wife and um you know a working individual that everyone needs that little bit of me time just like in those moments where you need to have a little bit of alone time and people need to respect that same thing goes for date night with your significant other right one thing me and my husband used to do once in a while too is even if it was like let's say it was like nap time for the kids we knew we only had so much time but you never quite know exactly how quickly they're going to get up or how long they'll end up sleeping we have a couple of games that we like to play like cribbage and I know this is a totally random one, but there's a board game called Othello. You can absolutely play it with your kids. Super easy. Anyone can play it. But I had never heard of it until he told me that was a game he used to play with his grandma all the time. So we kind of started turning it into like a competition. <laughs> and that made it fun too, because we are a little competitive with each other. The fact that we both, you know, enjoy hunting and fishing and things like that. It gives us one more thing that we can kind of be like, hey, I beat you at this or I did better than you at that. And not in like a mean, vicious way, more of like a fun relationship, competitive way. Some other things that we did were work out together because he would set aside this 
is his time for workout, but still wanted to spend time with me. So then I would join in on like his workout thing. He did Insanity for a while. And what was that other one he was doing? It was, it was similar. It was like the shorter version of Insanity. Man, did that freaking kick Max your ass. something, was it? Something like that. See, and that's not one that would work for me because that's not something my husband is into whatsoever. Um, I went through a phase where I was very into working out almost too much. And a lot of people complained I lost too much weight and was too thin and whatever, whatever. But anyways, yeah, definitely not something my husband would enjoy doing. So that wouldn't really be an option for us. Um, but it's just finding something that works for you guys right, is so all that really matters. Some other things that we have done, we... Our property is on the river, so we have a backup of the river on a portion of our property, and it's called a slough, which is kind of like a real small pond area. We set up a little campfire site with some chairs, and we'll go sit back there because it'll, you can also see the sunset. So we'll go sit back there, have a little fire, watch the sunset, and just have some conversation with each other for an hour or two, and then come back in the house. Or even after nighttime, and you have a clear sky, and you can see the stars, if you're somewhere where you can see the stars, not so much in the city where there's a lot of smog and smoke, but... We'd go outside after the kids have gone to bed, sit in some lawn chairs, stare up at the stars, have a few cocktails, conversate with each other. In the summer months, we have, um, when we're both done with work, we will go sit out in the backyard. And the way our, our house is laid out with the yard and everything, you kind of have to go to like the far back side to get sun in the evening. But we'll pull like two nice lawn chairs back there and sit and have a drink. And even though it's not specifically a date night or specifically like a date, it's really funny to watch the kids like zoom around the yard, whether they're on their bicycles or we actually have a youth four-wheeler that they'll ride around or a little kid's like dirt bike, but it's very small. Like they doesn't go very fast kind of things like right. that. We've had times where him and I, where he'll have a beer and I'll have a glass of wine or a cocktail and we'll sit there in the sun and kind of hold hands and just watch the kids zoom around the backyard together. So we're still keeping an eye on the kids. The kids are still there, but it's something where we get to unwind a little bit after work. And I wouldn't say it's quiet per se, because obviously the kids going by, but it's not the kids standing right there going mom, 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 or bickering or fighting or things like that. So that was another kind of quick little thing. And it would literally just be like a 20, 30 minute thing while the kids rolled their, like I said, rolled their bikes around the yard or the yeah. four wheeler and the dirt bike. And you could also go for a walk. Uh, even if you have dogs, you can hook your dog or dogs up to leashes and go together and go walk your dogs. Not only are your dogs getting exercise, you two are getting exercise. And you have that whole time together to just be with each other, conversate, catch up on some things that you maybe haven't discussed lately and get in that quality time. Or even just go for a quick drive in your car and have a short conversation. What would you tell people that have limited funds to do date night every week or month? I think that pretty much goes into most of what all of our explanations, examples have been. Because 
we haven't had lots of funds in the 12 years that we have been married. We actually are like just now hitting that great financial status quo where we're not strapped for cash all the time. If we want something, we can go get it now, which will be a completely different episode as well, reaching that financial relief. And our kids are older. Mine are 10, 11, and 16, about to be 11, 12, and 17. So if I do want to be gone with him for six, seven hours, we do have someone that's responsible to be with the two younger ones. Plus, my mother-in-law lives three miles down the road. So say we want to be gone for a weekend and we leave Saturday morning instead of Friday night, our oldest can watch them for part of the day and then drive over to my in-law's house where they all sleep over and then they can come home Sunday morning and then we're back by Sunday afternoon. So the responsibilities are kind of split up between our 16 and a half year old and then his mom, because obviously I'm not gonna leave them overnight completely alone right now. I I'm, I'm, would feel comfortable leaving my almost 17 year old home alone right now if it was just her. But she's a very responsible young adult has grown a lot over the last two years. And we've also done things where we've traded kids. So my sister and I actually only live about eight minutes or so apart. So if there's something she's really wanting to go do, and let's say her teenage daughter is working that night, we might trade kids where her two kids come over to my house for the night, and then the next night my kids can come over to her house. Or literally just trading one kid for the other because our kids are so close in age and have so much fun together. Sometimes I'll leave my daughter at her house to play with her daughter and then I'll kidnap her son for the night, you know, so we can kind of trade up kids and things like that as well. And even if you don't have a sibling or a really close friend that you can necessarily do that with, you might find over time that you get a good enough relationship with your kids, friends, parents, if that makes sense. Like I currently, I'm not friends with my son's best friend's mom, but if I were to say, hey, I have something going on this weekend and I have no one to watch Hunter, is there any chance you could take him? Or me and my husband really need a date night, is there any way you could take him for a night? She would jump on it in a heartbeat and I would do the same for her, just like mother to mother. She's got a great kid. I've got a great kid. There's no reason why moms can't help out other moms. Yes. It takes a village to raise them and be that extra support system when other moms need it. That was going to be my next question. What would you tell people that have kids and no sitter? My answer is to find one. If they need constant supervision, find one. There are many ways to find a babysitter, whether it's your, your parents, your in-laws, your neighbor down the road. Neighbor down the road is a big one. Teenager in not the neighborhood. I ever would have thought of, but now that I know my neighbors, I know in a heartbeat if they, if I ever needed something, I could call them. They've actually told me if there's ever a day you can't get your kids off the bus, just call me and we'll be at the bus stop for them. We'll give them a ride home. Even though right. they don't have kids, like my neighbors are significantly older. They actually have kids that are pretty much my age. So my children would be almost like grandchildren to them. 
And they don't mind at all. That's two doors down from me. She's like, if you ever need me to get the kids off the bus or you need to send them over because you just need some alone time. And then I met uh, Tammy. She used to babysit for the kids when they were younger and my oldest couldn't watch them at all. I met her when I was selling 31 products. And she was like, if you ever need a sitter, just give me a call. And I wrestled with it and wrestled with it for quite a while. And then I finally asked her one time. She was over here in a heartbeat because she only lives about eight minutes away as well. And I asked her how much. And she's like, 15, 20 bucks. I'm like, okay, well, how long can we be gone? However long it takes you two to spend some good damn quality time together because I've been there and you need to nurture your marriage. And I loved it. There are plenty of people out there. If you go to church, find someone in your church community. If Check you, at work. You might have someone that you work with that has a teenage daughter that would or son who would love to babysit. You met one of your best friends at the bank who insisted on taking out taking not taking out taking your children so that you and your husband could celebrate your anniversary because you were telling your bank teller how you had you didn't have a sitter I don't know where I was probably busy but she ended up taking them and now you guys are like best friends right and several years ago (laughs) when um Avery was just a baby our littlest one I was out pushing her in a stroller and I don't know, maybe like 10 doors down is this little old lady and she wanted to come see the baby. And, you know, I'm like, okay, no problem. And she said, same thing, like being a neighbor, she's like, you ever need anything? Like I've been there. I've got this many kids and this many grandkids. If you ever need anything, you just call me, I'll come right over and help. And there actually was like, I don't know, maybe three weeks after that, a night that Michael couldn't get home from work in time and I needed to go to work. And it was something stupid, like a 20-minute, 30-minute overlap where I was going to be late if I didn't have someone. Right. So I actually called her and was like, hey, is there any chance you could just come sit with the kids for like 30 minutes? I'll pay you. She refused to let me pay her because it really was like 25 minutes or something. I did pay her on other occasions after that. Um, But that's just what all it took, you know, her being nice enough to come out and want to see the baby and me being willing to take that little chance with the, the nice little lady down the road. And coincidentally, right after that, I found out she is actually the mother-in-law of a woman that I've worked with um, at two different jobs throughout my life and is actually just a wonderful, wonderful person. So then to find out through the grapevine that I actually knew her, some of her relatives and stuff um, was pretty neat. it is a very small world. Yes. (laughs) And you don't necessarily have to pay them either maybe maybe a teenager because most teenagers are going to want cash for something but if it is an older lady or gentleman in your neighborhood or your neighbor you could I'll rake your leaves for you I'll I'll come shovel your driveway like the lady two doors down she has a hard time taking care of her her driveway in the winter months here and we do sometimes get quite a bit of snow so in exchange for babysitting services we'll go clean her driveway and keep it maintained so that she can get in and out safely with her vehicle and get all her groceries in I mean it's something as simple as that too or 
walking their dog. If they don't have time to walk their dog one day, you can exchange services instead of cash and work out some kind of bargain or even babysitting services with another person at work. Like, hey, if you take my kid this weekend or this night and then I'll take your kid or kids another night. Right. Things like that. I always say there's more than one way to skin a cat, and it's so true. Like, that's your perfect example. You know, maybe you don't have the cash to go out, so you find something to stay in. Maybe you don't have the cash for a sitter, so you find someone that maybe you can trade with. You know, there's a lot of options out there. So think outside the box if you need to. Get creative. Ask friends. Ask your parents, your grandparents, your older people at work that have been through these situations and... Your bank teller for some ideas on what you can do. It doesn't hurt to ask. Definitely. So we still struggle at times to fit time in together because life does just become overwhelming and tires you out. But you have to keep pushing forward even if you miss a date night. Don't get down on yourselves. Don't try to plan something for every single week if that doesn't fit into your financial status or your time status. Try to set a schedule that works for you. And if you end up missing one of those date nights that you had on your schedule, calendar, planner, whatever you use, your phone app, Don't freak out and beat yourselves up for missing it. No different than if you switched up your diet or started an exercise plan. Everybody is going to slip up at some point in time when you're trying to implement new routines and you can't get down on yourself. You just have to keep moving forward like, well... We spent too much money this past month, so we can't fit in date night now. So, And don't make it another stressor. It's supposed to be fun. Not one more thing that you have to do that's really hard and you're you're struggling to come up with an idea or a plan or a resolution to the current issue that you're in. Don't don't make it work. And it's supposed to be fun. Yes, it's supposed to be fun relaxing, enjoyable. And when it comes to the whole finances part of it, if you sit down and figure out your monthly expenses and how much everything really does cost, your bills, your TV, internet, everything, and you have, say, $300 left over after everything's paid, gas, groceries, everything that you need to pay, And out of that $300 is your guys' spending money for the month. And you take that, say, $100 and set it aside right at the beginning of the month. Every single month, you will have that spending money to do a date night or save it up. If you skip a date night and put it towards an even better date night the next month. So instead of going out for dinner with that $100, now you miss this month. So next month, take that $200 and go spend a night in a hotel. Soak in the hot tub or take that $200 and you two go get a couple's massage together for an hour. 
That'd be cool. That would be freaking awesome. I would love to do that. That's something I've never done. I'm going to look into that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Definitely check us out on our Instagram and all of our other amazing sites. We would love to hear from you guys what you think, what your comments are. Do you have date night ideas? Were any of our date night ideas stupid? You let us know what you think. And we also have a challenge for you this week. We're going to start putting these in every single episode. So we challenge you this week to come up with a date night plan. Even if it's just once a month, once every other month. And then also in that date night plan of scheduling out time, Figure out how much you can set aside for date night, even if it's only $20. If you only have $20 and you're going to go to, like, our grocery store up here sells some awesome oh, fresh sushi. Two of The two of us could each get a sushi tray for 20 bucks, bring it home, and watch a movie on Netflix or Amazon or whatever else. Or we could just go buy some popcorn and some snacks for 20 bucks, rent a movie, make it work. So that is our challenge for you this week. Good luck guys. And until next time.